With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is going on, everyone? This is Dr. Josh Funk, and you are listening to the Strength and Knowledge Podcast. What's up, everybody? It is Zach Baker, and I have got kind of a special episode today. We have both residents with us. Bami Adu and Christian Huckfelt. Uh, they are in this current cohort of our sports residency here at R2P. Our residency runs traditionally from September through September. Uh, so it's about a calendar year in length, which means we are just over the halfway mark here with the residency. Um, and we just wrapped up applications for next year's cohort. And during the application process, uh, I myself as the program director, our current residents, past residents, they commonly get asked, should I pursue a residency or why did I pursue a residency or what led you guys to doing a residency? Um, and we, we've touched on this question a little bit online. I have some uh, FAQs on our website that kind of allude to why it may or may not be uh, relevant for you. We've done some shorter form videos hitting the big topics, but I thought it'd be nice just to put all of this together um, hear all of our thoughts collectively and be able to elaborate a little bit on it. And then we'll also dive into, you know, now that we're, we're six months into this thing, uh, what has been a, what's been a pleasant surprise? What's been some things that they've gotten from the residency uh, that they didn't know they were going to get that much from? Um, and then also uh, we'll kind of ask them the question on the spot, would you do it again? Um, and what would you like to see now that you've lived through it um, ways that you think uh, the profession in itself can enhance the residency curriculums. So, uh, Christian, let's start off with you. What uh, led you to pursuing a residency, and uh, why did you think it was a good decision for you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, for me, when I was finishing PT school, I was really looking for a specific type of experience, and an experience that included mentorship and clinical guidance and surrounding myself with individuals who, A, were a little bit smarter than I was, and B, just were willing to teach and were willing to explain so I could grow as much as I possibly could um, during the early parts of my career. Um, so in all honesty, and I, I tell students this as well, I only ended up applying to one residency, and that was obviously R2Ps, because I had looked at, obviously, R2P Sports Residency as well as a couple other jobs, and the experience that I was looking for, which, like I alluded to, uh, a lot of good clinical mentorship, a lot of didactic knowledge and learning, um, and really just a good environment to grow clinically as a young clinician, this residency kind of hit and checked all of those boxes for me. So, in my opinion, it was kind of a no-brainer. 
Yeah, and I think something that people need to be very honest with themselves about is what they are looking for in a residency program. And I, I don't think you even know what that answer is as a student or as a new graduate who's still considering residency until you actually reach out to programs and familiarize yourself with what that process is, what the structure is. Um, All residency programs have common prerequisites that they need to hit, but there are different experiences that are unique to one that takes place in a private practice versus an academic setting or one with a larger um, corporation that's the sponsoring organization. So um, I think what you'll find as you talk with different program directors Every program director wants an individual coming into their program that is seeking the things that they think their program does very well. And if things that you're looking for are something that we don't think we have vast experiences with that, or maybe we don't have faculty who can deep dive into that, or we just don't have the resources, um, then we are going to point you in the direction of a residency program that can hit that. Because ultimately, If you're going to be spending roughly a calendar year with somebody, you want all parties to be full in. Uh, You want everybody to have a great experience. Um, And ultimately, residency and fellowship education was created to continue to just elevate the physical therapy profession in and of itself. And we can only do that if we're finding the right fits for people. So, um, Bami, do you mind just uh, touching on why you personally uh, were interested in a residency um, and really what were kind of like your non-negotiables of what you wanted in a residency? Yeah, so for me, I was really big on the mentorship. Um, one, of the things that, one of the things for me, like after graduation, I was really fearful to just stop learning after school. And I think a residency kind of gives you that extra year to kind of learn more and just be around people that are smarter than you and people that are kind of specialized in what you wanted to do. Also, another thing for me was that uh, I love sports and I knew – for certain that I wanted to get into sports, but I also knew that there was a lot of loose ends I didn't fully know about sports PT. Um, getting into the residency, you're going to start to realize that treating a high-level athlete is a lot different than treating an orthopedic patient. And I think that um, when I was applying for residencies, I didn't understand exactly what I was looking for. I just knew that I wanted the mentorship, and I knew that I wanted to be in sports. And then I was a student at R2P, so applying for the R2P sports residency was kind of just a safe one for me because I already knew the philosophy. I knew how much they care about mentorship, and that was something that I kind of valued too. Looking back at it, going into residency, I think I wanted a residency that had a, that had connections with uh, D1 sports. I think I wanted a residency that had a lot of like game coverage hours and it's kind of funny enough, after being in the residency, I figured that this probably wasn't really what I wanted. Um, just from the standpoint of what we do here, I kind of like the flexibility of being able to have different experiences, whether it's professional or Division One or in different schools, rather than just being stuck in one school. But um, that's kind of why I got into residency, and that's what I was looking for at the moment. And then it kind of changed as I uh, went through the last couple of months. And I'm glad that you touched on the mentorship component because I think a lot of individuals leave school and they crave mentorship and they crave that structured, allocated time with somebody who has experience in the field, kind of guiding them through their early career. Now, I'm not going to be naive to think that you cannot get mentorship unless you do a residency. You can absolutely find ways to get great mentorship 
without going through a traditional residency program. I think the steps that you take in interviewing residencies themselves and finding out what that residency offers, you should do that as you look for a new job if you're not pursuing residency. Um, And I know some individuals who work at different companies that are in charge of doing the mentorship and doing their staff development, and they do a phenomenal job of onboarding new PTs, getting them comfortable through their early career, and maintaining points of contact with them to make sure that they're fulfilling their career uh, throughout their tenure. I am also well aware that there are companies out there that promise the world with regards to mentorship, but they cannot tell you how it's structured, who's going to do it, when it's going to happen, and then, oh, what do you know? You're two weeks in, your schedule's busy, your mentor's schedule's busy as well, and you never actually have these meetings. So... um, we at at R2P, we got to a point with our company where we quickly realized we value education and we value the clinician experience from an onboarding and just from a uh, hopefully career fulfillment standpoint as they take uh, continue through their career. And we started to realize unless you allocate time with this, it is not going to happen, which is kind of where my role within the company has shifted to where I actually have a a day every week that's geared towards staff development and meeting with our staff, which speaking candidly, if we would have never made that transition about a year and a half ago to allocate time to it, you just get to a point where you don't have enough hours in a day, or you do not have the ability to just make it consistent and structured um, and well thought out. So make sure that you're interviewing jobs just like you would with the residency. Now, Uh, Christian, going back to you, now that we have been here um, for about half a year, you've gone through the residency program, um, what are some things that have been kind of pleasant surprises to you in regards to kind of getting more than what you thought you were going to get or something that you didn't really think was going to be of interest or high value to you that you're starting to realize like, man, that's something that I'm really glad I was able to do or have that experience or I just grew more in this area that I would have envisioned I would have. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I came into residency knowing, and a lot of my friends, especially from PT school, will know this, but I, I, enjoy, I enjoy teaching, I enjoy talking, I enjoy getting out in front of people and, and sharing knowledge. And to a certain extent, I also think that helps me learn because if I am starting to disseminate information, I need to understand that information to a lot greater depth than if I just kind of understand it on my own. So... I really sought out a program and conversations that you and I had even before we started residency is how can we create these teaching and lecturing experiences to various different groups of individuals. So a lot of my lecturing kind of experience and what I'm interested in is more of the professional level. So PT students up into current clinicians raising that aspect of it. But one thing I think you have done that has really helped me is is you've challenged me and, and Bami as well to get out and teach and speak in front of individuals of all ages, of all experience levels, and the entire spectrum, everything from high school lectures to college undergrad to PT school to post-professional as well. So being able to create that same lecture and deliver it to four different age groups of individuals with different knowledge bases, with different experiences, and frankly, different interest levels has been really, really huge, I would say, for me, just learning to be able to change the way I speak and what I say to different age groups as well. 
Yes, and for those that are unfamiliar, uh, every month we have our residents do a speaking engagement, and they range from high school sports medicine classes to local strength and conditioning facilities where we interact with their strength and conditioning coaches. Some are more just general population um, of those um, strength conditioning facilities or of our patient population at R2P, so more community-facing as opposed to professional-facing. And then we also have them interact with DPT programs. So this year they've done lectures for UMES's DPT program and for Lebanon Valley's DPT program. Uh, They have done virtual Zoom lectures. They've also done in-person labs. We've gone down to the Naval Academy once, and we'll go down there for a second time next month uh, where we're actually going to be doing a return to sport um, workshop and seminar for their athletic training staff down there. And I think the unique part about this is it gives them an opportunity to have very low-risk ways to practice their public speaking and their teaching skills before they get uh, in front of their own colleagues and people that may have more experience or more time in the profession that they do, and they feel a little bit more comfortable and more confident. And I think that also relates very well to patient care. So even if you have no academic interest or you have no public speaking interest, Being able to communicate a similar message to a wide variety of populations is no different than going into your day and you have one person with low back pain, one person with a rotator cuff repair, one person's 10-year-old, another person's 50, another person's 80. You have to have different communication styles for people who resonate with different um, uh, ways of interaction. I I hope that's something that they are gaining from this. Um, I'll also say residents just often leave PT school. So they're in high school, they go to undergrad, they go to PT school, then they go to a residency, and they're stuck in this learning mode of where they are always being taught all day long for the entirety of their academic career. I've found that they often lose sight of how much they actually know. And I think oftentimes they they maintain this, this student mindset, which is great. We should never lose that mindset but I don't think they give themselves enough credit. The two that I have on here right now, Bami and Christian, I've said the same thing about uh, Samantha Curbello, who was our resident last year. And I think getting these opportunities to speak where they're not surrounded by residency faculty and people who have been in the game longer than they are, it allows them to realize, hey, I actually know what I'm talking about and I'm, I fit in pretty well within this PT community in regards to where I actually fall with my experiences and with my knowledge. So it's always fun watching them speak and watching them talk and kind of come to that realization of like, hey, I'm pretty smart and I, I know what I'm doing and I'm getting more confident conveying that message. Um, Bami, can you share your thoughts just now that you're six months into this thing? Uh, what have you really learned about yourself or just what has been enhanced um, and some different takeaways from the residency. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of things I like to, kind of what Christian said about uh, public speaking, um, every time you go up there, it gets a little bit easier. Still not easy yet. But I do like the uh, public speaking and being able to teach because, like Christian said again, right, it gives you time to look at information on your own, and you know, there's no better way of learning information or testing your knowledge and information than teaching it. Something else I do like about this residency program, too, is kind of just a lot of the uh, – a lot of like the um, – the personal growth I've made, um, you know, we do book club too. And I think that's one thing that's like, we kind of overlook a little bit here, but I actually really enjoy it. Um, 
the book club, it's like in the midst of, you know, patient care, getting residency assignments done, and then outreach, and then the game coverage hours. It's like we still have to, we're still required to do a book every quarter. And I like that because a lot of these books doesn't really have anything to do with patient care, but you could apply all of them to patient care. And I do like the fact that, you know, we're still kind of reading those books and we're still having time to talk about it and digest it because it kind of helps you with your own personal growth. And then big thing, too, is with this residency is um, it kind of pushes you in ways that you probably wouldn't necessarily push yourself as, like, a new grad, right? I think as a new grad, you get caught up, like, a uh, new lifestyle or you're treating 40 hours a week, so you probably don't have much time to do else other things. I think the structure that we have set here, it kind of forces you to step out of your comfort zone a little bit. Um, it forces you to do a course on the weekend. It, force, it forces you to, you know, do more con ed courses. You know, um, that's been the big thing for me is that uh, you can't be lazy here. Right? It's going to call you out. And I kind of like that bit of structure for myself. And I think another way to look at that as well, a lot of the things that you get within the residency program here and at other places like Bami had alluded to, you'll often at some point in your career probably have the opportunity to do that. But if we can condense maybe 10 years worth of opportunities into your first year out of school, you get all those experiences front loaded. You get to learn more about yourself outside of patient care. What really drives me? What do I like to do? Do I like being involved in the community? Do I like um, doing more of the academic side of things? Do I like being more involved with the sports venue coverage? It helps you early in your career identify things outside of patient care of what you enjoy doing, which I think is huge for career fulfillment. The other thing that Bami alluded to is it teaches you how to manage time. Um, And we have a lot of things outside of patient care that the residents are required to do, which I would argue when you finish residency, a lot of those things are no longer going to be parts of your day-to-day occupational roles. So your overall work demand probably in some respects is going to decrease when you leave residency. And it'll almost feel like a weight lifted off your shoulder where it's like, oh gosh, all I have to do now is just treat patients. I just have to treat patients and cover, you know, this game or this practice wherever your career takes you. But hey, I don't have to worry about the educational curriculum. I don't have to worry about studying for boards. I don't have to worry about getting my sports venue coverage hours. I don't have to worry about book club. I don't have to worry about journal club. I don't worry about uh, prepping my end of um, year in service. I don't have live patient exams that I need to get ready to review. All of these extra things that are part of your daily week are no longer going to be part of that week when you finish residency. So I think it is something where you can get a lot of experiences front-loaded, get the personal and professional growth from that, um, help that shape how you want to allocate time in the future. And if you can get through the first year of residency, I think after that you've developed a lot of skills and habits that are going to serve you well the rest of your career. So uh, now the the million-dollar question for each of you, Christian, looking back on it so far, uh, would you pursue residency again? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I had said, for me, it's I, I sought out an experience that I thought would, would tackle a few different personal goals of mine. One of my favorite parts about this residency and kind of this company in specific is is their ability to, to morph a little bit to, to my goals and, and what I wanted to accomplish. And it's conversations that you and I have had behind closed doors. And you've said, what do you want to get out of this? What When you leave residency in 12 months from now, what do you want to say that you have accomplished? Or what what experiences do you want? 
And it's conversations like that that you that you and I and, and Bami as well have set up different teaching experiences, different lecturing experiences. One thing that you and I had conversations on early on is that I, I wanted to experience um, in the high school training room, but kind of high school, college professional as well. Well, we spent time at a local high school. We spent time in a Division three training room, a couple Division one training rooms, and we've had a couple experiences in professional levels as well, in addition to a couple gymnastics events and a couple CrossFit events. So we've really gotten to see things along the big spectrum. So for me, it's, it's an absolute no-brainer. It's just having the ability to gain all of these experiences early on in a structured but flexible enough way in that if we need to make a change because we want a different experience it's only the three of us we only have three schedules to plan and we can kind of adjust on the fly as needed yeah and i think that's you know there's certain things that we have to do just from a a requisites uh from an accreditation standpoint but we have flexibility with how we gather those hours and those experiences um, and we have some flexibility based off individuals um, own career goals into how we shape what those experiences look like. So, uh, Bami, six months into this thing, are you leaving tomorrow? Are you coming back? What What are you doing? <laughs> I'll be back tomorrow. Um, <laughs> but no, I think Christian hit the nail on the head there. Uh, big thing for me was uh, it definitely exceeded expectations. I think the cool thing is having so many touch points with you, Zach. Honestly, I think uh, the cool thing is like uh, – kind of ask us, like, what do you guys want to get out of this? You know, I said, hey, I want to go see pro soccer. You're like, all right, you set it up with um, D.C. United. Like, it's, I think, to me, that's the cool thing. I'm not sure how other residencies are ran, but the cool thing is that we um, – it's kind of feels like all three of us are in this together, and it's not just Zach telling us what to do, but uh, we all kind of get to uh, do get what we want to get out of it. I think another big thing what makes it exceed my expectations are just um, – kind of alluded at it before, the different things we get to do one year out of school that might have taken 10 years, right? Just being in the same room with certain people, being able to speak at certain events, you know, um, I think that's huge. So I think I didn't really kind of think about that getting into residency. I'm sure when we sign up for residency, we all think we know we're going to get out of it, but we don't always get what we want out of it or we don't even know what we're trying to get out of it. And now looking back at it six months, I was like, man, I didn't even know half these things are actually going to happen. And looking back, I'm like, that's pretty cool, right? Certain things that, I mean, I've reached even 10, 15 years into the profession and we're able to kind of get it out six months into this residency. It doesn't really hit you until, so for people uh, to make them aware at the end of every month, and what we did earlier today is we, we track our progress and make sure that we're hitting all of the different requisites uh, for the completion and successful graduation. So, we have to look back and what did we do from a community outreach standpoint? What did we do from a curricular standpoint? What sports venue experiences have we had? Um, and in the first couple months, you're, you're accumulating and you're, you're getting your feet wet. You're getting the experiences. Now we have six months of data to look back on. It's kind of wild. It's like you guys have done, in the last week, you did three DPT school lectures and labs. So that's something I had never done that in my career prior to residency. Um, and if I was not involved in residency, I probably would have never been even invited or considered to have that opportunity. Um, you guys have been involved with, like you'd mentioned, high school, Division three, Division one, some local community events, um, youth and adult from a uh, sports venue covered standpoint. So having all those different experiences and 
that's to each their own. Some people love that variety. Others know exactly what they want to do, and they do want to be fully immersed in one specific setting with that. Um, but it's kind of cool just looking back six months, like what all have we actually accomplished? And it's starting to mount, and it's only going to get more and more uh, significant over the, the finality of this residency. Um, Christian and Bami, last question, and then we'll hop off of here. Um, but Christian, if you want to start off, and then you can just pass uh, the mic over to Bami. But you know, now that you do have six months into this thing, what are things that you hope for future residents coming through R2P that you hope they can get experience with, or you hope that they could get um, the ability to uh, incorporate into the residency curriculum? Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that we had discussed early on was the potential of adding research to our residency component. And um, just to be completely upfront, we had, we had given it a, a go early on and realized that um, just with a lot of other commitments that we had as a residency program and things that we had already agreed to do, the time commitment was not going to be able to be there. And if you've done research, especially original research, you understand that that is a significant time component and a significant time limitation. So we, we had given it a couple of thoughts earlier in residency and then realized just with other things that we had committed to and other things that were our primary goals as a residency, that was not going to be it for us. So I think in its, in its conversations, we've kind of had behind closed doors of just seeing if we can get a research component up and off the ground, if that is of interest to the future residents and and seeing if we can do it in a manner that allows us to be successful as a residency program in eventually presenting at CSM or AMSC or potentially getting published, but also not allowing that to absolutely dominate our residency curriculum. Because I think a lot of one of the big takeaways from this podcast should probably be how diverse some of the experiences that we have are and, and how flexible we can be with certain experiences. So anytime you take over a big component like research, that you, you run the risk of losing the potential for other opportunities. So I think that's something that would be great for future re- residents, if possible, um, if we can figure out something that works best. Yeah, and I think mine is actually something that we're kind of in the process of doing now, but giving the resident the flexibility if they don't want that much different variability in game coverage, the flexibility just kind of being at a college full-time, and I think that's um, something that we're actually working on now. But that's probably the only thing. Also, other thing, too, is, you know, for future residents coming in here, I always say, like, you know, you're going to get what you want to get out of it. And I think that will be, like, my biggest advice to residents coming in here is that um, if there's a uh, if there's an ask you have, ask Zach, and uh, he'll probably make it work. So know what you want to get out of it and, um, you know, feel free to, you know, make the most out of it you possibly can. Yeah, transparency, open lines of communication, transparency. Uh, you are not going to hurt my feelings expressing uh, what you want or what you're trying to get out of stuff when it comes to your career and you've made the commitment to do a residency early in your career. So uh, we will always be upfront. If it's something that we cannot ha- make happen, we'll let you know why. Um, and if it's something that we just have not made happen, we'll find a way to brainstorm and leverage our resources and network um, to figure out if we can make that a part. So I uh, appreciate you guys being on here, sharing your thoughts for anybody who is interested in residency um, or is considering pursuing it. You are always more than welcome to reach out to myself, Bami, Christian, Samantha, who was our residency graduate last year. Um, and hopefully this gave you a little bit of insight as to what we do with our residency and what it looks like in general 
for the profession. Thank you for listening to the Strength and Knowledge Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or have been tuned in for multiple episodes, we would love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Until next time, thanks for listening.